0: at Best Served Podcast.
1: Now, here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you as always for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast three ninety five. We'll be talking with Levi No of Fuel and Iron Realty. We're we'll be talking about restaurant build out costs. So many hidden costs. So many things that we don't know. We don't understand because we're so used to running the restaurant not all everything that it takes to build out the restaurant. And Levi brought a ton of value in the article, six questions with Levi know. So make sure, get into the comments, link into that and go check that out. It's going to break down a lot more really important things, understanding a look look book and and kind of your business plan, understanding what uh, landlords are looking for. It's important for you to understand who a tenant rep is and what that means. So make sure you get in there. If you are thinking about opening a restaurant, you need to watch this episode. You need to read that article 100%. All right, let's bring in Levi now. Levi, good to see you. Hey, Jensen. Really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Uh, love what you all are doing at Fuel and Iron. And shout out, and we'll link it up to Fuel and Iron Food Hall opening in Pueblo, Colorado. What you're doing down there is just changing the game. And I want people to know about that. But then you also, and then you have a bar that's representing Fuel and Iron and representing Pueblo in Denver. As, as well. So we got a lot of stuff to link up, but then also yeah. your tenant rep, right? Specializing food and beverage. So you help and support uh, restaurant tours looking to get in there first or expand their footprint. So break it down for us a little bit. Fuel and I Realty, what are you all about? We
0: are all about food and beverage. Um, we just think it's the bars, the breweries, the restaurants, the coffee shops, all that stuff is kind of what gives the city character. And it's what we're passionate about. There's a whole lot of areas that you can focus on in commercial real estate. And we kind of zoned in on what we love the most. And I think it's a pretty cool opportunity to to build the city we love with awesome F and B concepts.
1: And it's pretty unique that that you are. Exclusively, right, or pretty much on the tenant rep side, right. So a lot of times you have people that are repping the landlord and the space itself, and they might dabble or do a little bit of tenant rep, or have people within their firm that specialize both fuel and iron. That that's your bread and butter. You want to be on the tenant side. You want to be representing, supporting the chefs, the restaurateurs, the brewers, the coffee shop owners. Why, why is that part of F and B so important to you, rather than being one who who you know has listing for spaces?
0: yeah i mean i'd say we're probably about 90 percent tenant rep uh pretty high yeah and i mean we do like our landlord assignments we're we're just kind of selective of who we work with but in the on the tenant side it's just important to us that these restaurants these bars these breweries get representation um because it's hard to find real estate it's hard to negotiate terms it's hard to get all this, it's just hard to be in the F&B world. Um, And it's, it's, it's hard to describe because it doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense in terms of commercial real estate, because there's a lot of other areas that are, um, uh, for lack of better words, it's kind of a challenging
1: um, it, there's easier, not- more lucrative sides to the business. Yeah, That's Quite like <laughs> that. But- I'm happy to say what here's is- the thing <laughs> it's really easy to find a landlord and have those relationships with developers and be able to find the spaces and knowing when space is coming available. That's a much simpler flow of communication. For you, you have to be, pro- you're building like a farm system. You have to find, you know, the line cook who's working at a restaurant currently, the sous chef who's working at a restaurant, the assistant brewer. And have them somehow know that you exist, that you're here to support them, that you know your shit, and that when they're ready, you're somebody that they need to talk to. So it's incredibly challenging. So I want to make sure and point that out. That's, I think, an important <laughs> aspect of this. Yeah. I will toot that horn. You don't have to. I yeah. Yeah. For us to understand. Appreciate and you mentioned it. the article as well. Everyone get in there because sometimes we're like, I don't even know how to start this process. And I, I mentioned that I've done this, and others, we just call the number. That's pasted in the window of the empty space being like, oh, that's the real estate broker. This must be how it works. In fact, you are calling whoever is representing the landlord, which they have the landlord's interest at heart, and you want to make sure that you are individually represented by a tenant reps and that's again, 90% of what you do. All right, I wanna get into some kind of some build out costs. Obviously you're you're not, the contractor's gonna do the work and you're not looking at supply chain, all those things. So we're not gonna get into the nitty gritty details there. What you are seeing is a kind of a lack of understanding from, from the potential restaurateur side to what's actually <laughs> happening within the space. And so you mentioned one of the first things that somebody needs to do when they're looking at a space is just walk through with a contractor and like really map out what it's going to take. Why, how? Give us some background on why that step of process is important.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you don't know what you don't know. So um, we will walk through a space, and and we can point out things, and we we have a a pretty good idea of of what's what. But we always like to to just say we're we're not contractors. We don't know all these really fine details that that make all the difference so you walk a space with a the contractor they can point out all these little things like hey this bathroom is not 88 compliant you're gonna have to that's gonna cost you 50 uh, They'll, especially if you well, that's a ballpark but bathrooms can be expensive hey um, i
1: want to shock people a little bit to go this is yeah. not easy it's like, not it's not easy. Turnkey is a myth. There's like no such thing as just like walking in the door and opening the doors the next day. It it just doesn't happen. So fifty thousand dollars plus or minus, that's okay. They, need to, they need to hear it, Levi. Yeah.
0: Always budget higher. And so the, the contractor can walk through and just give you a whole a better idea, especially if you can find a, an F and B specific contractor, which we we have a bunch of connections. Um and it, it really does. It, it, just in the same aspect of like, it matters who your real estate broker is, and if they know the food and beverage world. It matters that your contractor knows food and beverage too, because if you just have uh, a contractor who, who does mostly retail or office, there's there's a a whole heck of a lot that goes into building restaurant specific, bar specific build-outs all mm-hmm. so, All right,
1: and and we also talked a little bit about about kind of budgeting for square footage for build out cost right the bigger your space the more rent's going to be the more it's going to cost to build out that space i think we're seeing trends towards that uh, you mentioned kind of a range at least a place to start so so let's let's throw that number out there and let's let's kind of dissect that a little bit
0: yes the, to definitely need some dissection but the i just did an interview for a colorado real estate journal um i was writing a, a similar article to what we're talking about um, and I talked with Kyle Fabra, who's uh, who's got a company called Frontline Design and Development, and he specializes in all food and beverage across the nation. His his big average number was two hundred fifty to 350 dollars per square foot. Now that that can range, you can you could see much less, you could see much higher, but that's a good number to kind of keep in your head. So.
1: Yeah. And I want everyone to understand. So, you know, this is important place for you to be able to budget those numbers because we think it's going to cost less. And the reality is when people ask me, how much is it going to cost? How much money do I need? My answer is always the same. It's more money. Being undercapitalized is one of the major, major pitfalls that new tours run to. We we try to bootstrap, and I'm like, I'm going to raise $100,000. If you think you need $100,000, you need to get two fifty. dollars If you think you need two fifty, dollars you better get seven fifty, dollars because it's always going to be harder, takes longer, and costs more money. I want everyone to really understand that. That's part of what you're highlighting. And we've hear, heard whispers. I think a lot of people in the restaurant have seen supply chain issues within kind of food purchasing. The, the the construction side is having the same thing. I mean, we're hearing you know delays of, of you know dozen months, nine months on, yeah. on things. We're hearing that 30% cost of just raw materials is up if you can even get some materials. So I think that's some things we're just, we have to make sure we, we really understand that. Uh, another aspect that I wanted to touch on a little bit is when I'm thinking about how much I need to budget for my, for my build-out, I'm also thinking about where that money's coming from. And we talk about a lot the relationship with the landlord being crucial. And TIA falls into that potentially, tenant improvement allowance. Make sure you know that phrase, make sure if ever you can get that, like I know restaurateurs like Frank Bonanno that basically bankroll the whole opening of new places just for making sure that the TI is ridiculously high. He'll worry about the rent on the back end later. So what is that? How do I get lots of it? What is it used for? break that down a little bit because it plays out into build out a lot because it's for improvement of the space itself.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, very simplified, the the tenant improvement allowance, um, we usually just say TI, uh, is what the landlord is going to give you to build out a space. And that number could be zero to $250 per square foot. Um, it really depends, but, one other thing to think about is it's not necessarily they're they're handing you a check and saying go for it uh you actually are gonna have to find the funds to do the build out and then they will pay you back once the build out is done and liens are waived and leases started it all depends on what is defined in the lease but the this is a really really important aspect because um you know not to keep touting why a tenant rep broker is so important but this is where it comes in because if you're working and you don't have anybody representing you um it really all of these deal factors are going to come into play so even before you sign a lease you're you're working through a letter of intent and loi and you're talking through these deal points how much free rent are we going to get how much ti can we get how much landlord work can we get and if you don't have anybody kind of doing doing the battle for you with the landlord or the landlord broker, then you're kind of just going to get the deal you're going to get, and you don't know necessarily what to ask for or where to. It's it's all just kind of pulling levers.
1: Right. Um, yeah, I think I think what you mentioned is key. It's a it's a reimbursement, right? That that money is not upfront because I definitely heard that somebody's like, oh, we're going to get one hundred fifty thousand dollars in TI. That doesn't mean you now have one hundred fifty thousand dollars on the front end of that project. You have to spend that one hundred fifty thousand dollars of improvement on the space. They're gonna want to see those receipts, right? They're gonna want to know that that whatever might have happened that improved the facade of the space. You're sealing the 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 concrete floors, anything like that that's going to improve the space. Because the landlord then says, "Oh, now you're upping the value of my space." For you know, five years down the road, 10 years down the road when your lease is up. So it's really under, important to understand that element. So yeah, people are just, <laughs> you got to know what you're getting yourself into. Anything else that you've seen right now that are kind of factors playing into anticipating the build-out cost, obviously building building up their budget, anything else kind of last thoughts on the topic?
0: Uh, well, the, the restaurant buyouts, um, touching on that, because what what we're seeing a lot of is uh, second gen is so desired because construction is so expensive permitting takes so long so a lot of restaurateurs who are trying to get out of their current space they're seeing that they can ask for a buyout Um, and that doesn't mean buying the real estate that is buy out their ff and e um and you know the, sometimes they're numbers based on revenue. Sometimes it's just like we put in this much money into the space. This is what we want to get back for so it. So, a lot of times with the second gen restaurants, it's um, there's been a buyout. We've we've seen that as a bigger trend. Yeah. And I'll just
1: like, give a little bit more context there. Basically this means somebody has had a barbecue place there for the last six years. They're on a 10 year lease. They want to get out of the business. You're like, that's a perfect location for my pizza place, but they want to make sure that, that they get, that they get bought out. Let's say you could either start a new concept or potentially buy the entire business. So there's a cost associated there. There's also the potential challenge where you need to make sure that there's language in their current lease. That, that they're able to actually have, have that transfer or yep. are you negotiating a completely new lease? So there's some complications there. Again, why you need to have Levi or tenant rep in there to make sure that you understand what you're getting yourself into. So that's great, Levi. We need a lot more of this. All right, everybody, that's it. Uh, Levi know of Fuel and Iron Realty. Again, check out the article. Levi brought a lot of uh, valuable information there. We're gonna have some link up so that people can kind of check out what you all do because I think it's important to understand. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you being on.
0: Cool. Thanks a lot, Jensen.
1: All right. Take care. All right, everybody. That is it for this episode. Once again, this was Best Served Podcast 395 with Levi No of Fuel and Iron Realty on restaurant build out costs. I'm gonna plug it again. Make sure and check out the article. And always, we are on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Mountain Time with our episodes. And also, always an article comes out with our guests so we can go a little deeper, wider. Also, a little bio on there so you can learn a little bit more about Levi and what they do. All right, that is it. Appreciate you all. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening to the
1: Best Served Podcast. Subscribe
0: to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.